0: This is the Lotus Bloom Podcast, and here
1: is your host, Morgan Wiley. Who? That was Warrior by
2: Beth Crowley, and she is also a guest on the show today. I'm Morgan Wiley, and this is the Lotus Bloom Podcast. Welcome back for another episode. I'm thrilled to have Beth on the show today. She's a singer-songwriter and, more recently, a young adult writer. Her song Warrior has had over 2 million views to date, with over 100,000 subscribers on YouTube and over 15 million downloads on Spotify. Her music has really found an audience with readers of young adult fiction. Many of her songs are inspired by these books, such as Harry Potter, The Hunger Games, Divergent, The Mortal Instruments, and so, so many more that fans have just fallen in love with her. Today I'm excited for Beth to share her journey with us, and as an added bonus, I'm including a clip from her newly released song called Empire, inspired by the Game of Thrones. Hi Beth, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much. I'm excited uh, that I got a chance to do this with you. I'm excited to get to know you a little more because we have just met briefly at uh, a book conference, UtopiaCon. What was that, a couple years ago now? Yeah, I want to say that might have been, was that 2016 at this point? Wow, time goes fast. I I know. I don't know what (laughs) happened
0: to like 2015 through 2020. It just seems to have disappeared.
2: (laughs) It's a blur. It really is. And I'm excited for you to share your story. So I was wondering if um, you could just share with us how you got into music, um, kind of how long you've been doing it, how you started, and kind of catch us up a little bit to where you are now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I've been singing um, as long as I can remember. uh started taking piano as a, I guess, in, I think it was like third or fourth grade, and Started writing song, like writing and singing songs on the piano when I was in high school. They weren't very good, as you can imagine. But <laughs> you know, that was like my first, like dipping my toe into the water of songwriting. And then throughout college, I didn't do much of it just because I didn't really have access to a piano or a keyboard. But I ended up getting back into it after graduating. And my husband, actually, for our first year uh, being married together on our one-year anniversary, he got me a keyboard. And so, Aww. um, yeah, I know he, he, t- he takes probably more credit than he should. I'm like, just cause you've got the keyboard does not mean that you're responsible <laughs> for everything that happened afterwards, but no, I, he's, he's, he's so supportive. Like he's, he's such a rock star. And so I, we had actually just moved, um, to a little town, in south georgia and i was still looking for a job because my husband's a teacher and he had gotten a job there and we had moved there for his job so one of the things i did to pass the time was i did this like silly mashup of songs and the only way i knew how to put it out to be able to just share it with my friends and family to say like i'm bored and unemployed uh was to upload (laughs) it to youtube so it was kind of crazy. Cause I really, <laughs> I know, I, I, I really didn't know very much about you know the internet or or YouTube, like kind of how that world worked. But I uploaded this video, and I guess it got picked up by a couple of big, you know, like outlets, and so. It went, it didn't quite go viral in the sense that we know viral today, but it it ended up getting a ton of views by a ton of people that I did not know. Um, So all of a sudden I had this built-in audience and I was like, okay, well maybe I should start sharing some of the stuff that I've written. So for a couple of years, I um, would put out some original songs And then kind of the the second big thing To happen was when I wrote uh, Warrior, which is my first song based off Of a book series, it was just kind of a Songwriting challenge mm-hmm. to myself I thought it would be cool mm-hmm. to take this You know, this book and this character And try to write a song from her perspective And so I um, Recorded it uh, Just like a, you know, a demo version That It's funny that it, it's one of my Highest streamed songs Mm-hmm. But it's it was the first one that I'd ever done any kind of studio recording, so no I go way. back and listen. Yeah, no, I go back and listen to it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I would have done so many things differently <laughs> um, now that I know the craft a little bit better. But there's a couple of big um, Mortal Instruments fan blogs that had posted it, and then Cassandra Clare herself had actually posted about it, and so that oh, really, cool. uh, yeah, that was that was a big moment, and so mm-hmm. um, it really started getting a lot of momentum. And I was like, people seem to really love, you know, books and music together. So that kind of was the start of me doing more book-based songs. And since then I've done ones on, um, you know, all kinds of different YA series and, um, have been able to play events like Utopia where we met and several, um, author signings. I did one with, sarah j mass and with victoria Aveyard, and it's just been oh wow uh, yeah it's been it's just led to some opportunities i never would have ever dreamed and it's allowed me to be able to um you know get my music to people that otherwise maybe wouldn't have been able to hear it and um you know fast forward to kind of present day i've put out a ton of music a lot of book-based songs a lot of songs that aren't based on books that are just kind of personal songs and then my latest project has been i've uh just finished the manuscript for a ya book and i've written seven songs that are a companion to that so that's kind of my new big project is basically writing book-based songs but from my own Mm -hmm. book that i finished so cool
2: okay so wow there was a lot in that (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a lot journey Yeah, and really in not a long span of time. So I want to back up a little bit. That first one that you were talking about is that the greatest song ever written? Yeah, and I got out in 2011. I've listened to it. It's really fun. Can you kind of explain what the song is? Yeah, so there's a comedy
0: group um, called Axis of Awesome, and they do this whole thing, and it's called the Four Chord Song because if you know anything about song structure, a lot of popular songs, there's only so many different combinations of chords that you can have in songwriting, and there's definitely some that with pop music, they kind of go to these same chord progressions (laughs) over and over again, so they had done this mashup where it was all of these different songs that have the same chord progression, and they would, you know, kind of go in between all of these songs as one continuous thing, so I was like that's hilarious, and that's such a funny idea, but what if I could get all of these, you know, songs and have the lyrics actually kind of tell a story um Mm -hmm. so it was kind of like you know inspired by this other group's thing that they had done and i just had wanted to kind of piggyback off that and and do my own fun spin on it um and you can absolutely tell if you watch the video for it that i never intended uh that it would Get as many views as it did, or else I would have like done my makeup and actually worn <laughs> worn something nice. And there's one point, like two thirds of the way in, that my cat goes like streaking behind I did see me. That. <laughs> yep. And I just was like, you know what? I've gotten this far because it, it, took a lot of takes to get everything you know in one oh I can't like, imagine yeah so at that point I was just like you know what I'm just gonna keep going um so probably wouldn't have had that happen if uh if I had known that people were gonna watch it but um but I think that's just what added to you kind of the humor of it is people were like what was that that just happened in the video <laughs> with the, with my cat
2: oh that's funny it is amazing though that you fit all what were there like 40 different songs Something like that yeah like little clips or uh maybe sentences or phrases from very popular songs lady gaga i heard taylor swift i you know mm-hmm. a whole bunch of them and you did you told this story i was amazed at how they all did use the same chord progression and yeah. worked within your structure yeah i mean it's it's you know one of the like
0: things with songwriting that there's just A finite number of chord progressions that sound good. And then a lot of the time you're able to do a lot of things with production where you wouldn't necessarily think of that. But anytime you hear on, you know, you go on the internet and you see like a YouTube video, that's a mashup of two, two different songs. I mean, that's a great example of two songs that use kind of the same um, Mm -hmm. structure, but you know, and it's not necessarily a bad thing because it just is what it is. But um But it is is—it is really fun to kind of be self-aware about it and kind of put it out there in, in a comedic way.
2: Right. It was very clever. And you more recently released a part two to that. Is that correct? I did. I think that was for maybe like the five-year anniversary or
0: maybe I can't remember what the occasion was, but I decided like, let's do, you know, let's just go ahead and do a part two just to see, you know, usually it's just a challenge to myself to be like, can I do this again? Um, (laughs) So that was, that was fun. It was fun to kind of revisit
2: that concept and put some more modern songs on it. That is pretty cool. So with your book inspired music, had you been a big reader before that? Or did you just kind of get into it and it all just happened in similar timing? Yeah, I mean, I've always been a pretty avid reader.
0: Um, There's obviously times in life where you have more downtime to be able to read than others. And I think at the time that I was reading the Mortal Instruments books, it was a series that my younger sister, she's three and a half years younger than I am, that she was really into. Um, And so she had recommended that I Try them, and I think that that probably was the launch of me getting into a lot of the YA series that I've Mm. um, gotten into since then. So this was in 2013, Um, Mm -hmm. but it was it was really cool. I mean, I'm I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, so I'm I love Harry Potter so so much, Um, (laughs) and so like it was it's just been a really interesting thing for kind of the Mortal Instruments being the the first kind of gateway into a lot of these other book series. And so many of them have been suggested to me by people that listen to my songs. So it's been kind of this cool back and forth where they'll, you know, I get so many recommendations of book series and, and books that I should write songs about. And most of the things that I've read have been suggested to me by, my listeners, so it's it's really cool to be able to kind of go back and forth with them and get mm-hmm. their recommendations on on books to try
2: out. That's really cool. I mean, you've done songs based on popular book series such as Divergent and Hunger Games, The Lunar Chronicles, and mm-hmm. what else? The Fault in Our Stars and a lot, so many more. I mean, it's impressive. Yeah. There's a lot on there. You're amazing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think it,
0: I can't remember what the count was at this point. Um, but I want to say maybe around 20 book based songs. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So it's cool. And it's hard because mm-hmm. a lot of times um, and it's a, not a bad thing, but a, a very common theme with a lot of the books that I like and a lot of the books that the people that listen to my music like is that there's a, you know, strong female character, um, mm-hmm. that, you know, is having to overcome some kind of adversity. And so it's really important to me. And I think that's one of the reasons why I've probably in the last couple of years, um, not written quite as many book based songs is I don't want it to get repetitive. I want to sure. find a new way with each, uh, song, to have kind of a different spin, so I, I don't want mm-hmm. I don't want to write the same song over and over again, and it can be a little challenging when at the core of so many of the books that I like is this strong female character, and you know, I, trying to find different perspectives and different ways to write about that has has been a right. cool challenge. And you know, I I'm trying to think the last couple ones that I've done, you know, I've, I've ventured into like the Game of Thrones. Is the most recent ones that I did. I did based mm-hmm. off of the TV show, and then uh, I think it was last year or the year before I did a one based on like the Shatter Me series and the Throne of Glass series. So, so yeah. So it's just important for me to to make sure that I'm not giving people the same thing over and over again, and finding a new way to to talk about you know some of the themes that are common in YA books.
2: So, how does it work for you? Do you uh, say you pick a book and then you look for themes as you're reading it, or does inspiration just kind of hit you and you're like, oh, I know that this is what it's supposed to be. How does your creative process work with that?
0: I think there's some series I go into reading thinking, you know, this would be a good candidate for writing a song. Sometimes, you know, I've had books that I've read that people have wanted songs based on and there hasn't really been anything that's grabbed me as far as songwriting and then there's other Mm -hmm. times where I didn't go into it thinking you know this could be a great like book to write a song about and then I have found something I think it just comes down to if there's if there's some like nugget within the book of a way that I can flesh out a song that's different than something I've written before so uh, you know the example I think of is uh with the throne of glass series I know a lot of people had recommended that book series to me and probably expected that the song that I was going to write was going to be based on Aelin, the kind of main thread throughout all of the books. And I ended Mm. up kind of deciding to write, you know, one of the other main characters, Manon, that uh, I think people probably were a little surprised about. And the same thing with um, the Dark Artifices with Cassandra Clare's Mm -hmm. I guess, not new series, but this previous trilogy, um, writing about kind of one of the side characters. So that's been kind of fun, too, to be like, let's kind of bring the focus to... A character that maybe is not what people are expecting me to write about but yeah I mean usually it's just maybe like one lyric that I'll kind of come up with and flesh it out from there or just like a concept with the shatter me series I did a song called I scare myself and I had just loved this concept where she hasn't been able to have physical contact with another person and once she is able to like how that must feel like how desperate you must be to want to just constantly be you know touching somebody else when you've never been <laughs> able to. and so building it around kind of that idea. so so it's fun. I never really go into it knowing exactly what to expect. And I think each one has been a little bit different, but it's always really a, a kind of fun challenge to, to see where it goes and what I can make
2: from um, you know, just like a small seed. Of an idea. That's really cool. Even I love the idea of of maybe picking a a side character or or something unexpected, like you said. I think that's really neat. And so many times I would get lost in those worlds and reading in the YA books, and you get to the end of the book or the series, and it's just over. So I think that would be really cool to be able to find your own twist on it and to create something new like you have based out of one of those worlds and feel like you were still a part of it and creating with it. I think that's really neat. Yeah. I
0: mean, it's been really cool to see how people have interacted with um, with my songs. So I have people like I always try and make sure with every song that I write that's based on a book series that you do not have to have read that book series to still connect mm-hmm. to the song that's so good. it's been interesting to see I, like and I always have make sure I have little easter eggs in there for the people that have read the book series but the the characters that people will see in some of these songs that are maybe completely different than what I actually based it on uh, I had a lot of people with this latest song that's based on Daenerys from Game of Thrones they're like this just feels like a Slytherin song and I, I think that's so awesome. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about music and about lyrics is that people are mm-hmm. able to kind of interpret it differently and in their own ways. And then it's mm-hmm. always really interesting Absolutely. the people that will comment and say, I heard this song and then I read the book series or the book. And then coming back and listening to the song is a different experience. And I just think that mm-hmm. that is so, so cool, too. Um, so it's been it's been such an, a neat thing to see kind of the different You know, characters and stories that people have assigned to some of these songs. That's not necessarily what I wrote the song about, but it's what it Mm -hmm. means to them. And I think that's beautiful.
2: That is. It's really cool. And I jump back to Warrior again because I listened to Warrior. I don't even remember how I found it, but I was listening to Warrior before I even met you. And I didn't know to begin with that. It was based on the Cassandra Clare books, which I love, The Moral Instruments. And then for others who maybe haven't read that, there was also the um, freeform television series, The uh, mm-hmm. Shadowhunters, which is based on that. But I write to that song. I have warriors in one of my playlists for certain parts of my books when I'm writing and it, because it was so inspirational to me. And then when I figured out it was with the books, I was like, well, that's even cooler. <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> no, that's yeah, awesome. So I, yeah,
2: love it. I mean,
0: I, I love when people say that I'm on their writing playlist or that, you know, that their characters, they're able to connect with my music, the characters that they've mm-hmm. created. I just think, I think that's so great. Cause I just, I love the idea of, of, creative people being able to bounce off of each other and inspire each other and I've had a couple people say that like a song of mine has inspired a character or story so it's like the idea that Cassandra Clare she you know wrote this book that inspired my song which inspired somebody else's writing and I just think that
2: that's I mean that's just how it should be when it comes to creativity it's you know, it's all connected. Absolutely. I love that. So that was in 2013. How long did it take to kind of take off? Was it a relatively short amount of time? Or was it a a bit of a progression? It was pretty immediate,
0: because I um, recorded, so I put out a live version of the song. And then I could tell that, people liked it. So at Mm. that time, because, you know, before the TV show on Freeform, they made a a film, um, the City of Bones movie. Yes, And so it was right around the time that I actually had recorded that version with the intention of trying to pitch it to the movie to be part of the Mm. movie. Um, So that actually was really never intended to be kind of the final version that went out to the world. It was Really supposed to just be for pitching it to this movie, with the intention of you know maybe going back and re-recording a cleaner version, or you know possibly having another artist do it. It was really just the song that I was trying to get to the you know music supervisor for the film. When it looked like that wasn't going to necessarily happen, I was like, well, I'll just go ahead and put this out on iTunes and make a lyric video for it. Um, But I think. I want to say it was when I put out the live version that I had immediately sent it to um, PMI Source and Cassandra Player and just was lucky enough that they saw my message and thought it was cool and posted it. And so it had already kind of um, gotten some momentum before I put out the lyric video and before I had tried to pitch it to the movie and then ended up recording when we found out that they were going to do the TV show. I ended up recording um, another version, you know, trying to get it to the TV show, and it mm-hmm. it never ended up working out for either one of them, which is completely fine. But um, but yeah, it's I mean, it's really it, it, too bad. It yeah, should have been I in there. Mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. You know, it's it's funny that for a time, like on the official Wikipedia page for the movie, it actually mentioned my song as being on the soundtrack, oh. and I was like, that's not not accurate. But <laughs> but thank <laughs> Shoot, you. But okay. <laughs> So, so yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's one of those things that like, I'm not super connected with how certain films and TV shows get, you know, the music that they get, but I don't have any regrets of the fact, like the journey that the song has had. And Mm -hmm. um, it would have been super, super cool for it to have been part of either of those things. But, you know, at the end of the day, to me, it doesn't change anything about kind of the effect the song has had. So I'm, I'm good with it. I'm at peace with it.
2: And that just shows that it was, you created something because it was in you to do that and you were being faithful to it and it became what it was supposed to become. Yes. Yeah, it started like
0: this whole path for me. And, you know, I look back on that song, which it's crazy to think that, I mean, I think it was April of 2013 is when I put it out. So we're, you know, coming up on seven years crazy Um, i know absolute insanity but i mean it it opens so many doors and i you know i i love i love that song i try and make sure i I write things that i really care about and um you know kind of my my big mantra as a as a musician is like to write the kind of stuff that i want to listen to um Mm -hmm. and then just kind of hope that other people want to listen to it too and so i i'm proud of that song and i'm I love everything that it stands for as a song because it I I think, you know, it, it helps people feel powerful and mm-hmm. um and you know, everything that all of the wonderful things that it's led to led to for me in my life. I mean it just as a it's a special song for me in a lot
2: of different ways. That's awesome. Now you also do commissioned work for yeah. other writers' books or series, is that right? hmm Yeah, I've done several
0: commissioned pieces. Um, The first one I did, and it's funny that they all are connected back to Utopia, which is beautiful. (laughs) Um, So the first one, uh, Brenna Butler, I wrote a song called The Dark for one of her books. And then um, Casey Bond, I wrote Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Eyes Wide Open for hers. And then the most recent one was C.J. Davidson, and I wrote I Am Not Nothing for hers. I haven't done one in a while, but I have loved the collaborative process of getting to work with someone. It's like a unique mm-hmm. kind of nerve-wracking to to actually oh, work directly with the art with the author that you're writing a song based on their music. But um, but I mean, the the three of those have have done really well, and they seem to have been very happy with them. And um, especially, I am not nothing has really connected with a lot of people in a way that I never anticipated and I'm really glad that I got a platform to be able to do.
2: That's really cool. I was going to ask you if if doing commissioned work held the same challenges or maybe even more than working on your own your own stuff or your own inspirational music for other books that aren't commissioned.
0: Yeah, I mean there's definitely an added level of probably self-imposed pressure, you know, just to make sure that I am giving the author something that they like that they, cause I mean, you know, with their, with each author's book, I mean, that's their, that's their baby. And, right. you know, I, I always want to make sure that I do justice to their work. And, you know, the, the authors I've been able to work with directly have been so lovely. And I think, I mean, I go into it knowing that they have a good sense of what I do. So, mm-hmm. so knowing that, you know, that's off to a good start because they wouldn't have gotten in touch with me or commissioned something if they didn't, you know, already kind of know a little bit of what to expect from me. True. Um mm-hmm. but, you know, I think definitely the most challenging one as a songwriter was uh CJ's because she specifically wanted a song dealing with the subject of um, domestic violence because it was a big theme in her book and it's a clause that she works really closely with and so that was definitely scary as something that i've never experienced to try and have it be something i wrote about genuinely and believably Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really, really, you know, fortunate that she was able to kind of help me with that and make sure that I was being authentic about it. And then the response that that song has gotten and, you know, kind of the messages that I've gotten from people that have been in those situations and that song has been helpful for them. It just is so gratifying because it was such a mm-hmm. scary thing for me to write, you know, cause I wanted to make sure that it was, you know, the right tone and that, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's really, it was, you know, it's challenging to write about something that heavy in a four minute song. Um, but, but, um, but yeah, I mean, so that one I think is definitely one of the most important things that I've written just because it seems to have had a really positive widespread effect. I think that's so wonderful. And I'm just grateful that I got the opportunity to be able to to write it because I would never
2: have done that otherwise. Yeah, that's really great. So you also write your own music, original music, and how, how is that process different than than writing book-based music? Or maybe it's not. So it's interesting because, like,
0: I always joke with people, I, you know, I, I'm somebody that just my, my, like, love life is great, but not that exciting. Was, I've been married to the same person <laughs> for 10 years. Like, you know, if I were to write a song about, you know, what our life is actually like it's like you know we I had a glass of wine and fell asleep at nine thirty last night <laughs> while we were watching Bob's Burgers like it's not what anybody wants <laughs> right? to listen to so it's it's this unique process I, I come up with a lot of little like scenes and vignettes in my head of like you know okay what if I wrote a song that's about like what's a good example what's it so I put out this song um enough back in November. And it's the like, I always have kind of a concept that I go off of. And so that one was, you know, if, if you were to like, if two people knew that they just shouldn't be in each other's lives, you know, what would one of them write as that perspective? If they, if it's like, you know, I I love you enough to let you go. Um, you know, I didn't think it was going to end like this, but I know that it's for the best, but it's really hard. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, just coming up with an idea like that and then fleshing a song out. And then it's always kind of going into that well of uh, emotion that I've actually experienced in my life Mm -hmm. and being able to apply that to the song. So, you know, even if I'm not like, you know, in pain right now, like going Mm -hmm. back to that and accessing that part of myself that has been in pain in the past and applying that Mm -hmm. to the song. I've got one coming out, I guess next, I'm not sure if it's going to be end of April or early May. The idea is kind of a universal story of like, if you have somebody in your life that's just so toxic that you, Mm you, you know, that just keeps on relying on you to save them and to help them to the point where mm-hmm. they're blinded to the fact that you have your own pain and you have your own issues that you're dealing with. And just, you know, the concept is like, I'm not going to save you. You need to save yourself. And I think that that's something that speaks to a lot of people, whether it's mm-hmm. a romantic relationship or a friendship, or you get to a point where you're just like, I can't carry you anymore. So it's always mm-hmm. trying to start with just a general idea. And usually there's some kind of scene that plays out in my head of what you know, the the people or the characters in this particular situation are doing or feeling, and then writing a song based on that, but also using my own emotion and my own history to add a personal aspect to it. So it's, you know, it's challenging in a different way, but like still uh, really therapeutic, I would say, probably more so than a lot of the book-based songs that I write. But, I mean, I say, you know, I always tell people with, with any of my songs, whether it's based on a book or not, like there's always an aspect of me in there and what mm-hmm. I've been through or something I've felt before. So um, I think that's the only way to make it believable is right. when you're going based on your own feelings and your own emotions.
2: Right. Well, it sounds like a very similar process to writing fiction, or maybe even as an actor, being able to put yourself in other situations and other people's shoes and and pulling on those other emotions that can channel through to create the scene or the feel that you want. However, mm-hmm. with writing, I get to write it down and then, <laughs> then nobody sees me. <laughs> yeah. But with you, it's your voice and you're putting yourself out there and you're a part of it. And um, I mean, I hope that my voice comes through in writing, but it, in such a different way that that uh, that would be a very vulnerable place to be in.
0: Yeah. No, I always say that uh, that writing songs is basically like flaying yourself open and inviting people <laughs> to just come look at your insides. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's a very it's a very personal thing, um, and it's been interesting with writing a book because it's always been okay. How do I take this? you know, this whole story and put it into, you know, three and a half minute song into mm-hmm. two verses a chorus and a bridge and then doing the opposite of like, okay, how do I take the story and flesh it out into 70,000 words? So, um so it's like, it's, it feels like two very, very different extremes. Yeah. With the same starting place, which has been really interesting and fascinating.
2: Yeah, that would be, I mean, I, I don't write songs um, or sing, but <laughs> I, I sure appreciate you and those that do <laughs> because I, I use music in everything. And that's, you know, a big inspiration for me. So I, I love that you are willing to do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's great. Like, I, I think that, you know, I'm kind of surprised. I know I'm not the only person and I'm certainly not the first person to write songs based off of books but it makes so much sense like I'm surprised it's not something that's done Mm. more because I mean books and music go together so well but however it may have happened I'm glad that I'm I'm glad that I have been able to to do it for so many different books and for this many years at this point
2: yeah that's amazing so on an average I'm sure every song is different in every situation but how long does it take you to create a song from inception to production.
0: It really is so different with each one. Cause
2: I, um, I mean,
0: I've had songs like m- my biggest song on YouTube. So my song monster, that's actually not based on a book. It's just a song I wrote like in the concept was like, if your if your temper was uh, a person that was, you know, mm. talking um, like if you were to give a voice to like your your deepest anger, what would that sound like? Um, that's scary. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was like pretty dark, and it was like a little disturbing. How much people are like, oh my god, I relate to this so much. So I'm like, that's not good. <laughs> that's not a good thing. <laughs> but that one took me. I mean, from the time that I first kind of got the the concept for it to the time that I recorded it was, like, a year and a half. Oh, wow. um, Yeah, I mean, and there's some that I, uh, like, Perfect Doesn't Last is one that I just recently put out, and that one was, like, you know, from the time I started writing it to when I recorded it was, like, a month. Um okay. So it's so it's so different with each song. Um, and I'm somebody that self-critiques a ton. So if it doesn't feel exactly right, I won't. Mm -hmm. you know, take it to the next step until I feel completely 100% about it. So it's, it's varied so much. I keep a lot of like voice memos of ideas for songs, whether it's like a Mm -hmm. lyric or a little snippet of a melody. Um, And sometimes, you know, those will be on there for months and months before I ever revisit them. And I'm somebody that I like seem to be able to write a verse and a chorus and I'll be like, okay, awesome. And then it's really hard to figure out a lot of times what to say in the second verse because you don't want to just mm-hmm. repeat what the first verse was. So you're like, okay, how does this fit into the overall song? Because you could go in so many different directions. So yeah, so it really just kind of kind of depends. If, I, if I'm working on a deadline, I can make it happen. <laughs> but a lot of times I'll just be sitting on things for a while. But once I have it finished like once I've finished writing it, usually I'm in the studio within the following couple of weeks, just depending on, I've, I've recorded with the same guy for like five or six years now. And um, it just it kind of depends on his availability. But usually the, the process is books some studio time with him. Uh, he does all of the other instruments unless we have to get um, so there's a few songs where I actually will have in uh, strings players, so a, a violinist and a cellist that are cool. wildly talented. Um, and I live in the Nashville area, so there's no shortage of incredibly no. talented musicians. So, <laughs> awesome. uh, So yeah, so a lot of it's like coordinating schedules, just depending on when people can come in. But usually it takes us a couple of days working kind of a full day in the studio to flesh out a song, to come up with the other Kind of parts that are going to go in it what mm-hmm. other instruments are going to go on you know recording the vocal and then he um after my part is done he does the mix for it so kind of leveling out the sound of all of the different elements so like all the different instruments in my voice uh kind of how quiet and loud each thing is and then mm-hmm. um mastering which is putting it up to like, the consistent volumes that when you're listening to Spotify or wherever you mm-hmm. listen to to music, like, the volumes of each song are not, like, really, really different. So, yeah. So, I mean, we've gotten so that we're very efficient at this point because we've worked together for such a long time. Yeah, um, that's great. But, but yeah. I mean, there's been some, some things that, you know, and Monster obviously was worth the wait because it's done really well. But... I mean, from start to finish, I mean, it was definitely well over a year from the time I first got a concept to when I had a finished product to put out.
2: Well, I find with even with writing, if I'm in a writing a a darker scene or something that is invoking a lot of emotion, um, that they just take longer because it's. You know, it's hard to get into that space and then, you know, you have to get out of it and live regular life and mm-hmm. then get back in. And it, it it does, it just takes longer and it's even draining, um, you know, for myself just emotionally and it, it, they just take longer than, you know, the happy, fun, victorious scenes that you just plow through. <laughs> oh, <they're> yeah. Easy. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I mean, definitely the challenge when you have a job too, that's not you know if you're if you're not writing full time i mean one of the biggest challenges that i had is i would go to work from you know 8 to 4 and then like coming off of a day of doing a desk job it's really hard to shift gears into that creative headspace which mm-hmm. is not something you can force like creativity doesn't have like office hours (laughs) so it's just kind of whenever it hits you and you just roll with it so yeah but like and definitely getting into the darker stuff like that like it takes a particular like you know process of going there and then pulling yourself back out of it so so yeah Mm -hmm. it can be it can be challenging definitely
2: you mentioned working on a deadline. Do you do you usually wait until inspiration strikes to begin your creative processes? Or do you ever, do you stick to a routine and a schedule of like writing consistently on a daily schedule or anything like that? I am so bad about sticking to
0: any kind of schedule. Um, but the way I do it for myself that's worked is that I usually plan out how i want to do releases for the year like at the end mm. of the previous year so for example 2018 i had decided i wanted to release a new song every month wow. so it didn't really it you know it didn't really mean that i had particular like writing schedule or anything but i at least had that kind of deadline of being like okay like if i'm gonna actually achieve this i need to mm-hmm make sure I have something written by this time so I can get into the studio and it's a lot of moving mm-hmm. parts to make sure
2: yeah. you know I'm
0: sticking with that and this year is that's kind of my that's kind of my goal I'm not being quite as strict on myself since I am you know doing this whole separate like book and music project outside of the normal music that I release. I'm not being so hard on myself if I don't make it one month mm-hmm. but that's the that's the goal for this year too I mean, I definitely had a couple of instances in in 2018 where it was like, okay, I'm, you know, I am not finished with the song and I'm supposed to go to the studio and record it in two days. Like I have to sit here and I have to finish it. And (laughs) I have something to do, you know, for this studio. But having kind of a, I guess, a little more flexible guideline rather than deadline per se, um, has worked well for me. Um, I just have never been able to sit down and like make myself come up with something. I I tell Mm -hmm. people I do a lot of my songwriting in the shower because I think it's like, there's nothing to distract me and, um, you know, I'll, I'll come up with something and, then like get out of the shower and go to the piano and start working on it but um <laughs> I swear the shower is a magical place. <laughs> it really is. I I don't know what it is. I'm I'm some of my like best lyrics are shower lyrics for sure. <laughs> so it's just kind of whenever it happens it happens and but still like trying to make sure I'm being responsible and productive. So it's it's a hard balance to strike definitely yeah. but Yeah, so far so good. I think I've found a way that works for me.
2: Great. Okay, so you have an idea, you're inspired, you're about to sit down and and write. Do you have any kind of rituals or anything that you do to get in the moment?
0: Not really. I am super, I mean, it's really not a very glamorous, like,
2: process. <laughs> well, it doesn't need to be. <laughs> just I mean,
0: yeah, no, it's not. Like, I would love to say, like, you know, I have this, like, special <laughs> candle that I light, and, like, <sighs> you know, I put on this particular, like, shirt, and no, I mean, there's nothing. It's just, I mean, <laughs> literally, like, literally, my morning this morning was, I've been trying to, like, figure out this last song for um for the book project and I came up with an idea in the shower and I like threw on some clothes and sat down and had like 15 minutes to try and figure out like what I could do on piano that went with what I was singing and then try and get like a quick recording of it before I had to like run out and run an errand so I mean a lot I feel like a lot of times it's making sure I, I get an idea down um, when I have it so I don't forget it. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it's like, well, I didn't get that idea down and now I don't remember it. So maybe that means it wasn't like memorable enough to begin with. Oh, that's always so frustrating for me, though. <laughs> I know. Yeah. No. And then I learned my lesson now, but uh, I had like, you know, all of these voice memos for song ideas and then my phone completely like died and they no. weren't able to get it like to pull it so oh. there were some that i still remembered and i was like okay well if they they were like sticky enough that i can still remember them that's a good sign because
1: yeah, you know you want to be
0: able to and it's a good i mean to, you know it's something that i try and do when i'm writing songs is try and record it when i come up with it but if i can't remember it you know if it wasn't like a memorable enough melody or whatever a couple hours later then i'm like it's probably not something that my listener is going to be singing and remembering once or twice after mm-hmm. hearing so it's kind of my rule of thumb of if
2: something is uh
0: is catchy enough to keep going mm-hmm. with
2: that's good do you find inspiration in any other avenues other than books or and i know you're working on your specific book project but when you're writing original music do you do you look for inspiration in any particular areas
0: I mean, I think I just kind of pay attention to stories, like, you know, people's stories. And I mean, really, it's just kind of any, you know, just trying to pay attention to the world around you and see if there's something that you can take from that and make something new from material wise, like source material wise, books and, you know, TV show. And I don't know if I've done any songs based on movies, but, you know, you have things that you actually have source material for and then most of the time it's just me coming up with an idea based on you know maybe something like a friend of mine is going through or
2: mm-hmm.
0: um you know just something I like can't like some concept I came up with so but I think you know I think it's just making sure you're paying attention to mm-hmm. what's going on around you because there's lots of different uh Inspirations and stories happening in any given moment if you're receptive to them.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's, I think that's a good point just to be aware of everything mm-hmm. surrounding us. Okay, so I want to play a clip of your newest release, Empire. Would you like to set it up with kind of your inspiration behind it and what it's about? I know you mentioned Game of Thrones.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this is my my latest song, Empire. It is inspired by the TV series and most specifically the most recent and final season of the TV series and uh, Daenerys and kind of her character arc and conclusion in the eighth series, which was very controversial. But I kind of loved the idea where she said, uh, when they were talking about if the if people were going to love her or if they were going to fear her. And she said, let it be fear. And that kind of inspired the mm. concept
2: of the song. Very cool.
1: I can hear the whispers in my sleep. The voices telling me this should be mine. You, you claim you trust me. You think I don't see the doubt behind your eyes I'm gonna build me an empire And it's lonely at the top But madness and greatness can both share a face And nobody will ever convince
2: Okay, so this song has already had over 100,000 views in a matter of a week, two weeks. Is that correct? Two weeks. Two weeks. That's yeah. fantastic. It's crazy. It's, oh, that's it's great.
0: Definitely one of the fastest, like one of my songs has ever gotten to that point, which is always
2: exciting. Super exciting. Okay, so let's dive into your book writing now. You have been writing a young adult novel. Yes. over the last year. Is that correct? Oh, my God. It's been probably four years. <laughs> That's
0: one, oh. it's one of these pro- Yeah, <laughs> That's it's one of these, projects, one of these projects that I have, like, worked on and then, you know, set aside for a while and then come back to you and set aside for a while. So I definitely, it's not been four continuous years, but it has been off sure. and on for four years. And then within the last, I would say, six months is when I got, you know, really focused on it. Like, okay, I've got to I've got to do this.
2: And it is what genre is it? It's contemporary. Okay, very cool. I think you you kind of touched on it, but what are what have you found to be some of the challenges or the differences between writing music and writing a novel?
0: Yeah, so I mean, I think first of all just a very huge difference of writing something that's just, you know, two verses and a bridge and chorus versus like an entire flushed out story uh it's definitely been getting on a consistent writing schedule Mm -hmm. um and I've found that like momentum is huge where it's like if if I would step away from a couple of days it's so hard to pick that momentum back up Mm -hmm. and so I just I have so much respect for A lot of the, especially independent authors that seem to, you know, have a new release every couple of months. Like, I don't know how they do it. I have so much respect for that. It's amazing. And then funny enough, like one of my, one of my biggest challenges was finding different ways to be able to say the word said, um, (laughs) I'm just like, oh my gosh, like the, you know, you want to make sure It's diverse enough that it's not just he, you know, he says, she says. Usually I have a pretty good vocabulary, but that really made me second guess myself of being like, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't find any
2: more synonyms for the word says. So Well, and if you do too many, then it's like... Wow, she's really just trying to find different words. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be too it's, obvious with it, right? You have to find that balance. Yeah, that's a, yeah. That's it just surprised one. me. I was
0: just like, you know, this is this is an unexpected hurdle that's just more annoying than anything. Is, is right. Trying to you know make sure that your dialogue is not super dry. <laughs>
2: so <laughs> that's funny. sometimes I find that that uh, especially those little things that are annoying when you're writing is I've found if I just skip them because I just want to write the stuff you know so I just get it out and then in editing or you know revising you go back and then I, I tweak those and add those or change the tags in whatever way I can but because it does it breaks up my flow particularly when I'm writing and I'm trying to you know get through this scene and those are the things that stop me and chop yeah. it up that if i just i found if i just kind of skip over them and i i even sometimes put in parentheses insert tag later <laughs> so, yeah. or who, or just the name of the person so i know who was saying it and then i'll come back through and and fix it later when i'm able to focus on it
0: yeah it was really i mean for me it was really interesting too like you know kind of what you're touching on with writing style and process and figuring out that there's probably no right or wrong one but it can be really intimidating when you mm-hmm hear about other people's like I remember going to like a book panel at an event Mm -hmm. and you know the people talking about like this character like spoke through me and I'm just I I don't think that that's ever (laughs) how I felt about it um and I'm just like is that
2: right is that wrong like what does that mean and I think it's not right or wrong it's just different no it is it's just different and and your style will change assuming you end up writing more books it will change as you evolve and your writing changes and even different genres and yeah it it's just a, a an ongoing growing process
0: yeah and I I'm somebody that I did not. Outline anything. I just sat down and wrote, and you know, I'd be like, "Oh, I think I'm gonna have this happen now." And I know that that probably would give a lot of authors that do very carefully outline their stuff just like so much anxiety. The idea of just being like, "I don't have a plan. I'm just gonna go with it," but you know, that this was kind of where I was the most comfortable. And it can be really, and you know, you get into like how many like words should this be? Like I hear about mm. people that. They're like, I just overwrite and then end up cutting out a lot of stuff. And when I finished my first draft, it was right at, like, 67,000 words. And I'm like, does that mean that I, like, really underwrote? Like, what does this mean? And, like, it just means that I I finished writing a draft, which is great. Right. I mean, that's, you know, that's it's not fantastic. an easy thing to do. So No, it's I'll amazing. I'll figure it out Good going for you. forward. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. But, but it's, I mean, it, it's not easy. And... It's not like I didn't respect authors and what they do before, but it's a newfound level of respect of it's it's not an easy process. And, you know, second guessing the entire time of being like, is this great or is this garbage? I do not know.
2: No, and that doesn't change.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I figured. I mean, it's
2: weird because like
0: with music and with lyric writing, I usually like know if it's good or not. I mean first of all there's way less words to have to analyze <laughs> and deal with but like I I come out of a lot of my songwriting being confident that like okay like I think this is good and it's a whole different ball game with book mm-hmm. writing cuz you're like I don't know I don't know so mm-hmm. I've sent it to some people to get some feedback and uh, okay. I'll be interested to see kind of what they what they think and then see what happens next but it's definitely one of the most challenging things that I've ever done, but I'm very proud of myself that I've gotten this far with it. So
2: Yeah, you should be. That's fantastic. And you're writing music to go with it at the same time. I mean that's yeah. huge. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's been weird. Like it's been weird to figure out I think I originally it was gonna be like four songs and I just kept coming up with more and so yeah, so kinda figuring out now? how I want a seven. Seven. Awesome. Yeah, but, you know, trying to figure out kind of how to incorporate them because I want uh-huh. them to be, you know, as with all of my book-related songs, I want them to be good standalone songs, too, if you haven't mm-hmm. read the book. But the idea is that they're supposed to, like, I actually have it in the draft right now, kind of where you're supposed to listen to each song. Oh, okay. Very cool. So, um, so yeah, so playing with that format and seeing how that works. And I'm in the process of recording just piano, vocal uh, mm-hmm. versions of all of the songs. Um, and then we'll probably go back and do full production on them at some point in the future. But but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's exciting and I'm really proud of the the songs that I've done for it. And I'm excited to see what's going to happen. It feels like kind of the big next project and next chapter. So mm-hmm. excited to see where it's going to go.
2: Oh, that's really cool. And I love the idea that they work with your story it just makes the experience so much more immersive yeah Um, my husband created a soundtrack for my first book um silent orchids and it's i love it it's it's very it's much more instrumental though um Mm -hmm. and so it it gives you the vibe and the feel of the book and the series and there are a couple songs with with lyrics on them um but it's just a different situation I i love that that yours goes with your story that's pretty cool
0: Yeah, I've been able to do some instrumental, like, stuff for audiobooks before, which has been a a whole different kind of animal and and its own thing. Um, But yeah, so it's, but it's interesting, like, actually trying to make lyrics go along with what's happening in the story, but not, like, a repeat of what the actual text in the story is. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's it's been it's been like a a cool process to try and figure it out that's really cool
2: so that's all this year correct you're you're working on on getting the book and the soundtrack out this year
0: yes yeah and I'm trying I'm starting with you and I'm starting with trying to go the traditional publishing route so okay you know we'll see I you know the time frame on that is kind of out of my hands, right. but uh, right. it's hard though because I've always had the control of being like, okay, I like have the song, and now I get to decide when it goes out. So if it actually, if I do end up going the traditional publishing route, it'll be interesting to have that whole process mm-hmm. be kind of up to somebody else. But yeah, so that's been kind of my big focus this year, and I really try and take it one year at a time. Um, cool. I a lot of the things that have kind of come up have been things that I didn't really plan for, but just kind of happened, which were great. I try and have a nice balance of rolling with the punches, but also having kind of mm-hmm. a general template for a plan. It's good. So I know what the rest of the year looks like, uh, hopefully. Um, and then I'm, you know, working on some things like, uh, like some new merchandise, like t-shirts and stickers and Ooh, very stuff. something I, yeah, some of them are really... Like, put a ton of focus into, and I thought it would be a fun new thing to do. Um my big kind of project last year was getting sheet music made for a lot of my songs. So that was kind of last year's endeavor. and then merch is this year's endeavor. and usually, like around November, December is when I kind of take a look at what the next year could potentially hold and try and get an idea of what I'm gonna do. but And that's been the the awesome thing with this is that I've just been able to kind of go with the flow and, you know, all of the, I think all of the coolest things
2: that have happened have been things that I didn't necessarily plan for and all of that. Love it. That's awesome. So if people want to check out your music and follow you and um, find all your stuff, where should they go? Yes. So on any
0: of the music streaming or downloading platforms like Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music, all of that good stuff. Just search for Beth Crowley. And then even on Spotify, like I actually have a playlist on there that's all of my book-based songs. So you can listen to all of those in one place. And then my YouTube channel is youtube.com slash Beth J. Crowley. And that's where all of my lyric videos, videos of me um, performing my songs kind of live on a piano and just uh, talking about my... um, Mm -hmm book writing and i talk about mental health on there so that kind of stuff and then twitter and instagram are also i believe beth j crowley instagram is good for pictures of my dog and cats which are you know
2: (laughs) that's always important exactly exactly (laughs) well we will put your links in the show notes so if anyone needs um, to find the specific links that's where they will be beth thank you so much for taking your time and chatting with us today it's been really fun